It's real. It's real. You know the deal. You know the deal. Come on. Hey, it's Shante. And I'm Natalie. And welcome to What's the Deal, a podcast powered by the Norfus Firm. At the Norfus Firm, we solve people problems. We work with employers all around the world on HR and DEI initiatives. We really are foolish today. We have really been like, we are I mean, the laughs, the giggles, like, but it's, it's so fun. Like, and I'm so happy for it. So some of y'all will, will listen and watch at a different time than we're taping. So just for, for perspective, it's August, 2023. And one of my favorite seasons, summer, is coming to an end. Actually, mm-hmm. summer is totally my favorite season. I always say that summers are for growth. Mm-hmm. It was I, I, I put that around, like, you know, a lot of us, even as adults, are still around a school schedule if you have kids or you're in school. So summer for me as a, a parent is always a marker of, cool, we have a break from all the schoolwork and we get to do a lot more exploration and the like. And I always see that both me and my son – we, we both elevate and something really cool happens for us in the summer where we had that mm-hmm. space to grow. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this summer was no different. This summer was epic, really, this for both of great. us. summer was great. I yeah. personally am a fall girl. Like, I fall is my favorite season. Um, but that's just because I like coats. And Hi, I'm Shantae. <laughs> and I, and like I like long fall. walks with colorful with flowers leaves on the ground leaves, leaves, leaves. and uh, apple cider in my cup <laughs> and uh, nice sunsets. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> So you and I have like been on all the planes, the trains, the feet, the bikes, you know, in the past three, four months. And it was a really, I I think for both of us and and somewhat different reasons, although we had some things in common, it was one of these things that was like mind blowing in a really great way. And so we wanted to kind of come, come here and say, okay, like share our travels with you in a way that sort of ties to some of the observations we had about how travel and traveling can really positively impact DEI programming and initiatives and how leaders show up in their organizations. Um, And and I think that, you know, it, it was, you know, I think, okay, let me get my brain together here. First off, where the heck did we go? Oh, together uh, and separately. Yeah. I don't want to make it sound like we did all these things together. We did a lot together, but. But definitely, definitely different itineraries throughout (laughs) the spring and summer. So I, you know, I, mine really started late spring, sort of on my birthday, late April. And that was Panama for me. She's a Taurus, y'all. Yeah, I'm a Taurus. Hey, hey, in case you didn't catch it. Yes, I am a Taurus. And um, that Panama was that trip. And then throughout the early part of the late spring, early summer was like DC, Atlanta, New York. Did we go to all those places together? We did. We did. We went to all those places together. And then I recently got back from Southern Africa. So I did Cape Town and Johannesburg in South Africa. I did um, Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe and then Chobe Safari National Park. So that's it. I think Kassan or Kassani. I can't Forget, I forget how to pronounce it, in Botswana. And that's just to this point. No, like, it's not. Because we went to oh, Detroit. We did go to Detroit. Yep. Totally forgot, and Detroit was epic. <laughs> totally forgot about Detroit. Detroit was epic. Man, that was like, what was that, 36 hours? Not even. We were 30. I it was. I think it was 30 what? hours. And we like maximized a, like 24 of those of hours. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, no, it and, and that's just to this point. Like you said, August 2023, there's, because I like fall. There's a lot of traveling coming up in the fall too for me. So yeah. So outside of the places that we went together, Mm -hmm. um, I went to L.A., Spain, Portugal, France, the U.K., the Netherlands, Monaco. (laughs) 
Atlanta. Atlanta. Going to Cleveland, my hometown this weekend. Nice. CLE. Oh, I'm going to Greensboro this weekend. Although they don't know what weekend. That, anyway, we're, we're doing a lot of traveling. Yeah. So, all right. So we've bought, gone some places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and domestic and international. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about who we are as people, um, some may call us curious, some may call us nerdy, but I would say we are lifelong learners and we are so, so yeah. interested in learning new things that help us, you know, serve our clients better, bring you better content. Right. Right. It's so critical for us. Like, it's just like in our DNA to be like, and so we had gone to some conferences and we're kind of bummed because we didn't really feel like we walked away with added knowledge. And so we're like, Oh, you know, ho-hum, how do we learn more in this space? And I know that when I hit like the first stop of the time that my son and I spent in Europe, when I hit, when we hit the streets in, in Madrid, I'm like, it's, it's traveling. Mm -hmm. So we, we did some travel observations. We're going to have a full blog, right? Because we felt like there were some takeaways that could be helpful for everyone that when you're embarking on a trip, to places you haven't been or places you have been, what are some things to kind of think about um, to help sort of tie it to how it relates to DEI? Mm -hmm. So for today's episode, we picked a few um, that were both really resonated with us, but be on the lookout for the blog that will, you know, help give some more advice. And where can the blog be found? The Norfisfirm.com <laughs> under our tools section. Nice. So first things first, what was for, for me, the number one takeaway mm -hmm. from all these travels was that no matter how open you think your mind is, it is capable of expanding, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of us walk around thinking, hey, we're so open-minded, we're <laughs> open, right? <laughs> but when you say that, you don't actually always know what you're open to because like until you continue to add data points to your mental algorithm, right? right. By exposing yourself to different cultures and places and languages and all of that, you don't really know how open-minded you are. Mm -hmm. And like one of the examples I was actually talking to Santi about our, our production guru. We love Sansi. I was talking to him about this morning is that there was a sort of middle part of our time in Europe where, you know, you get tired, right? Cause you've been on these planes and trains and all of this. And so we took a high speed train from London to Rotterdam in the Netherlands. And when we arrived, I mean, the train experience is amazing. And it made me feel like we are cheated in this country by not having enough trains. And oh my God, it's so beautiful. Well, we get out of the train and everything is in Dutch. And I just kind of like, oh my God, I don't speak Dutch. I was so overwhelmed, right? <laughs> because I was tired. There was nothing in the way that the, the words were written that that computed to something I knew before, right? Like in Portugal, I speak enough Spanish that looking at Portuguese, like wasn't completely foreign. I could kind of make sense out of a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Same thing being in France, like I don't speak French, but Latin language, you can figure it out. And I'm looking at the letters and I'm like, I don't know. And I have my son and I feel like okay, I have to be the protector. I have to know what we're doing. And I don't know what the heck the signs say. <laughs> so you have that moment and you're like, okay, let's just kind of get it together. What can we work with? Well, number one, there were really amazing pictures that mm -hmm. sent you in the version, direction of a taxi and the like. And more importantly, when I got out of the panic of not speaking Dutch, there were like small bylines, but they were in English. Huh. 
And as it turns out, most people that we came across English. spoke English. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, like you expose yourself to something that's very foreign to your day to day, but there's a triumph in trying, right? To say, I'm trying something that's way outside of what I know and it's helping me see more than I, what I know. Right. Um, and I think that was just, that was such like the biggest thing. And it was like, it made me really just be like, okay, like on anything that I encountered that it was not something I was used to. It's like, okay, you might have that discomfort in the beginning, but like, just keep going Mm -hmm. because it was so beautiful. And actually of all the places we traveled, Rotterdam was probably one of my favorites. And we got to see Julia Hernandez, who's our content developer. And that was super freaking cool to see her uh, in in a country that's part of her own identity because she got to teach us a bunch, uh, both in Rotterdam and The Hague. And like, again, it was like, here I am to be a sponge and learn all this information. What about you? What, what was one of the big things for you? So for me, it's always, whenever I go into places I travel, especially when traveling abroad, um, I'm always looking for the connections. Yeah. So where, to, yeah. similar to kind of you, like where you, how can you orient yourself? Like for me, it's, it's what are the things that connect us for me, for, for as humans, right? What are the human connections that we have with people, regardless of background, mm-hmm. regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of whatever, there are basic human things that connect us all. And I'm always looking for those things. So I'm, I'm really listening to stories, right? Like what are the stories that people are sharing with me? Um, what, are, what are the similarities and, and, and that allow me to appreciate the differences, right? Like, you know, we, I, we went to a, um, there was a place in, uh, where were we? I think we were in Joburg, right? So we went outside Joburg to uh, uh, Johannesburg. Sorry, I should probably say what it is. You're um, like a TikToker, right? Joburg. And it's like, what the heck <laughs> like, is Joburg, girl? Johannesburg. <laughs> and so there was a, a village, Lasetti, Lasetti village. And so it's kind of like a fabricated village of five different tribes that they, they put together. And it's a performance. So there's like dance and drumming. And so you get a sense of the culture and the foods and all of that. And and you go in and, and I it literally took my breath away as I was pulling up, just hearing the sounds, the voices and how it's very similar to what the voices that you hear, like maybe in like the black church or in yeah, black choirs and yeah. things. It's like, oh my God, it's the same color of the voice and, and the drumming and the dancing. It just felt like it really shook me. Um, and then when I got in there, you know, we go through the presentation and I loved all of it. We go into the food hall and they call it the, the Nyama Choma or something like that. And Nyama, I, I think someone was telling me from there's like meat or it's related to food in some way. And my family's Jamaican. And so in Patwa, people say nyam when you're going to go eat. Mm. And I was like, wait, that is an amazing kind of like, although yes. it doesn't necessarily mean the exact same thing. It's related to food. And I was like, yo, this is, so it's those kinds of things where you get to see the connections and, and you realize that geography, distance, time, it means nothing. Like we are in essence connected in the same people. It's It's like you actually, first of all, I really appreciated you sharing the videos. I mean, I'm sure being in person was a lot more impactful, but I, I, when you messaged me the videos of, of the drumming, like chills in the first 15 seconds. I, I remember the, the second marker. I was like, holy crap, yeah. this is like, it just touches your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it touches your soul. And so I think that 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 connection piece is so important because it makes it almost like, you know, you start to get like, if, if you were going to take like a globe and start putting the pins of like, okay, food names or f- approaches mm-hmm. to food. And like, it helps to show those connections because certainly we all have very unique aspects of our culture. But yes. I think we find, especially on this human connection piece, that we often have a lot more in common than we think. Diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives are becoming an expected part of the workplace. Not only are more and more employees holding their employers accountable for their social impact, they also want to see inclusive values reflected within the organization. 
The Norcris Firm can help you work towards impactful diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives that are making you an employer of choice. Learn more at thenorcrisfirm.com. The other thing that I was thinking about when you talked about human connection is just the random conversations you pick up with people, right? Yeah. Like we were at the on on the beach in Nice, which was out of this world with their gator Gatorade blue water. I mm, felt like I wow. was swimming in an aquarium, which was super cool. But we were sitting next to a father uh, from Texas and all these things. We just had a cool, cool mm-hmm. ass conversation <laughs> who like uh, paid for a trip with his grown up daughters. And so that was really fun to talk to him as a parent to parent. And then his younger daughter was really interested in going to law school. So her and I had this super cool conversation. And it's like you just find all these new friends places, too, especially if you're open enough to say, like, hey, you know, this is what's going on. What's your story? Like, talk to me. Yes. It's beautiful. So uh, the second one I would share that was like maybe not as like upbeat Mm. (laughs) Um is that there's a lot of barriers to access, you know? And and that was like really stunning, right? So you look at like for for the month of July, we were in Europe. And so it's like, there wasn't a lot of accessibility to to people who have, where would be in wheelchairs or have some other sort of physical physical differences. That was pretty huge to see, right? Mm -hmm. That, wow, okay. I kept saying like, how would someone get here if they were how would they even be able to go on this or get to this place if they had a wheelchair right so they're like just as one example so there was that um it also really highlighted to me the privilege of being able to travel right having the resources to travel and resources is not just money but a big component of it but the ability to take the time off for me, the ability to right. work from anywhere, right. right. To be able, cause I, I worked for, you know, three of the four weeks I was gone. So that, that idea of when you're able to get on a plane and even if it's go, to go two hours away, there's a privilege to that because there's so many people who may never have the opportunity to hop on a plane or a train right. uh, and the like uh, to, to even go and see all these different places. And then I think the other sort of barrier to access that I was thinking about, a lot about is like infrastructure. Mm-hmm. I was like so impressed with the infrastructure around trains mm-hmm. and how you could get to so many different places so easily on trains um, and relatively inexpensive. Um, and that having that access, like, you know, being able to take the train from UK to the Netherlands and from you know, Barcelona to Madrid and to, you know, all these other places in between, like you have this access to the world for costs that are not prohibitive to a lot of people. And so at least here in the places I've lived in the U.S., we don't have that kind of interconnectivity as much and certainly not here in South Florida. And then like even something as simple as but is not that simple, just like thinking about bike lanes Rotterdam, all of the Netherlands Netherlands, have really great bike lanes, but Rotterdam was like glorious because they really designed the city for the bikes to have 
be centerpieces. And like for those of us like me who don't really like driving mm-hmm. um, and like the ability to walk or to do get places another way. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like getting on those bikes was super cool. Cause you're like, Oh, it's so safe because it's like, we move, you move. It's like a rush hour. It was all these huge bikes like going <laughs> through. And so, you know, we tried to replicate that. My son and I tried to replicate that. We kept trying to replicate a lot of stuff when we came back to Miami, but it just was not replicable. Mm-hmm. And the bike lanes, and, and Miami just abruptly stopped. So like we were on a bike lane and it abruptly stops at the highway, like at the entrance <laughs> of the highway. And we're like, holy crap, we're going to have to like, you know, ride really fast to like get past all the cars. So it was just like, you know, an eye opener of like our city is not that accessible right. to us in, in non-car ways. It's funny you say that because I was we were actually traveling with someone who needed a wheelchair occasionally. Mm-hmm. And there were instances where like the elevators just weren't working. Or something. I'm mean, like, what? But we said we needed accommodations. So how does this even work? Like, even in some of the hotels, right. they didn't have the right accommodations for someone in a wheelchair. And to the point where we were like, well, maybe we have different definitions of accommodation, like maybe. what that means. Yeah. And so, you know, it, 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 that's a good point that you're raising in terms of like, what are the needs when you travel? And some people just aren't able to because of a number of barriers. So, um, it, it it's funny. Thinking about that in the context of what I'm going to share here is is getting outside of your world mm. allows you to just have a bigger perspective and how those limitations don't allow that. So it's like but if you can do it, we encourage it because it, you really like again being in we went on safari. So when you're literally next to this big ass elephant, it's, you're like, that's literally a bigger perspective. <laughs> A really large animal <laughs> or you're looking at the lions and they just had a kill. And so they're like tearing apart this kudu, which is like a really large antelope. And you're like, huh, that is part of the cycle of life that I don't know if I was ready to experience right now. But hey, I'm here for it. It's wonderful. It just it really allows you to see that it's you, this little bit of world that we kind of swirl around in is nothing right. compared to the larger world that's out there. Right. So, yeah. And so. What would you say, like, why does any of what we're saying matter if we think about the DEI side of things? Yeah, I think, I mean, it matters because it's perspectives. It's it's people who are different, but you can find similarities with. It's opening yourself up. It's getting uncomfortable. All those things are what those skills, those being able to do those things allow you to be able to do this work or really participate in, in these types of, in, of initiatives well. So getting out and traveling just prepares you to be able to be a better person, a better champion, a better ally, a better supporter, a colleague, coworker, whatever it is, when you come back to work, because now you just, you can relate a little bit better, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I agree. I, I think it sort of becomes that, that piece of um, real, realizing your relative size in the world, right? Mm-hmm. To your point, you know, so it's, it's that idea that the, that the world is bigger than our world, right? And yes. so- if you're only in, you know, and again, it highlights, I think for me, like sometimes like we do live in our own bubbles, right? You get used to, you know, a certain thing. And I think one of the biggest things for me about just this, this idea of like going out in the world and seeing, you know, just, you know, different views and perspectives, it also helped a lot where it's like, it doesn't have to be the way you think it has to be. And it doesn't, your way is not the only way. I think that's always a big thing of like your way of approaching travel or your way of approaching the preparation of food or your way. It's not the only way. So it's sort of like, even in those moments, like the moment I gave of coming off the, off the train and I'm like, I don't read Dutch. It's like, but I don't, 
you don't have to cater to me. It's, it's, I don't, this is not, you know, the place I was born and right. right. So it's also just kind of being mindful of like, everything doesn't have to be convenient for you. Speak on it. That's a big one. It humbles you going into these other places because we, to your point, we're here and we're in a bubble and we think it's about us and everyone needs to cater to us. And, and, Oh, and how, when at, at where I live, this is how we do it. Or the way I say it is this way. And it's like, no one cares. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> now that having been said, it doesn't mean there's not an opportunity to exchange. Cause that happened sure, too. Like the the, we, yeah. when we were um, taking an Uber to the train station in Barcelona, our Uber driver was like, okay, where are you all from? And we're like, oh, we live in Miami. And then he, he was talking about like how much he wants to visit Miami. And, you know, like, and I was like, that's so funny because like, I think like the depth of your city is, is, is more interesting to me. And, and he was like, isn't it funny how like everybody always wants, like, you well, know, Europeans want to go to us mm -hmm. and us want to come here. And so there's, there are definitely, um, healthy ways to exchange sort of like cultural differences, but it's more what we're talking about is don't go into it expecting that it's going to cater to you, your needs and what you're used to. Mm -hmm. Right. And in fact, like if that's the case, you could just you stay home. Just, just stay. Right? Back, but it's, please, because you're going to annoy people. You're going to be annoying. <laughs> so I, I will just say this on that note. It's been mind boggling to me how often I am reading articles about U.S. travelers going to other countries and behaving in a way that would be acceptable in the U.S., but not acceptable in other countries. It can be really embarrassing. So I suppose an, an unexpected addition to this episode is please do some research before you go places. There are really amazing websites, travel websites that tell you about the customs um, yes. in different countries. Please don't walk in the places demanding things and threatening to sue and all these things that don't translate in other places and frankly shouldn't translate <laughs> into other places like What's your thought about? I know because I already know you research the heck out of wherever you go. But like, what is yeah. your what is your thought about it, that? To me, is the audacity is really <laughs> is really what kills me about Americans, and I'm an American. Um, is is just the way we show up in these spaces, folks always say we know who the Americans are mm -hmm. when you go to places like we we can point you out we, there's an energy and I know some people can be like yeah because you know America and we're America's great like, don't get me wrong America is wonderful in some respects a lot of respects some place some ways not so much but but I think we show like up everywhere. sometimes yeah there you, there's a pros and cons to everything but I think sometimes we should, as Americans show up in spaces that um we lack self-awareness mm of our Americanness <laughs> showing up in spaces and what that does and how that changes the dynamic. Now, you know, it's, it's, if you can see yourself and realize it, cause there's sometimes I'll go out with some certain friends and we'll just realize that we're talking really, really loud. And we're just like, Ooh, this, why, why are we yelling? <laughs> no one's talking this loud. And, this, and so it's that kind of thing. Right. So just being aware of the fact that in America, we talk loud. And that's just the thing. And, and, how, and what, Miami in particular. In particular, it's, wow, it's, wow. Anyway, <laughs> so we just be mindful of those things. And again, just what happens and how does that energy affect wherever we are? I think we can always practice a little bit more mindfulness as we travel. Absolutely. Yeah. And that helps in the end with overall mindfulness. And, you know, as we, as we wrap here, you know, the, the big sort of takeaway that we hope you sort of, of take from this is this is what mindfulness looks like. Mm -hmm. We talk about mindfulness a lot and it may sound like, Oh God, this like, 
platitude, right? Always sure, be sure. mindful, but it shows up in these ways of being willing to expand your mind, being willing to be uncomfortable, being willing to find connections with yeah, people you may not think that you have a lot in common with, mm-hmm. it, 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 being humble about approaching environments that you're not familiar with, right? right? And, and being humble to that and, and, and honoring that you're entering someone else's space, you're a visitor. Yes. Yes, um, yes. And so, again, when you're thinking about your trips and your plans, um, we got you. We're going to give you a checklist uh, in, in our blog. Um, but again, think about some of these tips. Um, and, you know, we work really hard for y'all. So if you love it, like it, Spotify, subscribe so you can get the notifications. We're on mm-hmm. Apple. We're on YouTube. YouTube. So you can yep. see the foolishness in live in the flesh if you'd like. Um, yep. Share with your friends uh, and we'll be back. Bye. Diversity, equity, inclusion, and leadership. That's the deal when you know what you're dealing with.